Welcome back to the Kick Your Post YouTube channel and podcast with your hosts, Jamal Thompson and Matt Avila. And welcome back to Teal and Steel, episode two, season two of the NFL season. How are you doing today, Matt? You know, <clears throat> I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Still a bit under the weather, but we're okay. We got to keep pushing, man. You know, yeah. sometimes in life you face adversity. I mean, it all depends. A lot of adversity. Yeah, it all depends how you come through that adversity, right? Are you going to strive for greatness? You know, get up on the horse. What they say, get back, get back on that saddle and keep going? Or are you going to fall off and just sit in the dirt? Can I do that? You could. I mean, your team did. Man, I'm not here thinking about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> been an interesting week one of NFL football. We're not going to cover every game. This is Teal and Steel. Um, I might cover a different Teal in this one because I told you all so. But... One o'clock games. We were both playing at one o'clock this week. Let's start with your team, man. You don't want to start with your team? No. We'll we'll wait. All right. You know it was it was it was an ugly week one for us. Not just ugly. It was really disastrous, terrible. Um, I don't really have. I don't. I, you know, I I I was thinking about missing this week. Yeah. I was. I was like, I'm not even going to show up. I don't want to go. Record. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's week one. I'm going to think positive. You know, my boys look pretty bad, but there is one good thing about this entire thing. If I'm going to look terrible, at least I'm looking terrible against the Niners. That's the only thing I'll say. That's the only positive I can walk away with. I can hope that this is just us looking pretty rough for week one. Maybe week two we can look back. Um, and you know, Emma, you all right? Died. You go ahead. But yeah, um, the boys look pretty rough. You know, um, Deontay Johnson's out now for the next like four weeks. Um, George Pickens did not have his breakout. Kenny Pickett looked pretty bad as well. Missed a lot of throws that he was hitting in preseason. Um, offensive line. I mean, obviously they have a pretty good defense. So um, week one, we're not going to look great there. Definitely did not look good. And and I do want to say one thing that was on my mind the past few days about this game. Patrick Peterson. <laughs> Go ahead. What about Patrick, Patrick Peterson? I'm gonna need you to hush. I'm gonna need you to do this. Just, just cover your mouth. And just you were choking. <laughs> you were choking, Patrick Peterson. You were choking. You talked on shit. You started choking. <laughs> this is pretty much. Thanks, shout out to them all for the. <laughs> This is pretty much what he did. Um, All Sunday. This is pretty much. Oh, Lord. you like this. Oh, yeah. No. you destroyed you, Patrick. Patrick Peterson, bro, you look terrible. It was bad. And you and you were like, oh, I found the I found the signs. I found the, the habits. I'm gonna get when I'm I get seeing the signs. When I get my <laughs> when I get my pick, you know, just watch. Okay, you got two touchdowns on you. <laughs> two. And you look terrible on both of them. I just need you to hush. Alright? I need you to hush. Stop talking. Go out there, do your thing, and you can talk maybe after the game. Okay, I but I don't want to hear nothing before the game. Nothing. Did you see the one where he took his ankles? Oh, it was bad. And then he got mossed, and then, oh my lord, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he looked pretty bad. This man, was, this man was calling for placement. He's like, his feet were out of, uh, his feet. Yeah. Did you check his? His feet was out. I mean, Patrick Peterson, your feet wasn't in place either. You were nowhere near the ball. 
Anyways, it was a tough week one. But, you know, as a Steelers fan, I'm a still I'm still a believer. I'm going to be here through thick and thin. The, the, the tough losses and the big wins, I'm going to be here. So, it's all good. I'll see you I'll see y'all in week two. Anyway. On a rent steal, I gave the Steelers the game at home. I think my exact words were, I'm excited to see a healthy Pittsburgh defense. And George Pickens. I even said George Pickens is doing things like this. There were not many things like this. Um, he actually did have one pretty cool. I mean, it was an out-of-bounds Yeah, it was out-of-bounds But he did have a really cool catch that, uh, you know. It was for, with a day of a lot of negatives, you know. It was kind of one nice thing to see. So. And I know you didn't get a chance to watch the game. But you mentioned something last year where Pickens doesn't play at full speed all the time. And it, in the little bit that I was able to watch the game, that got brought up again. Who brought it up? An announcer. It was on a play. Where it was an offside, so it was a free play. And Kenny tried to hit Pickens deep. And he stopped running, like, halfway through the route. He was, like, jogging. And they're like, that's a free play. You're the deep man. The, the quarterback knows it's a free play, and you're the guy he has to target out there. So you have to give your all, even if you think you're not getting the ball. And he didn't. Which I thought was a very interesting comment mm-hmm. from the, you know, the announcers. When you've made this assessment of Pickens last year and first game of the season, obviously it's a very long season, but it's interesting to see that rare, rare its head again. You know, you know, I, you, maybe you, you could probably break that down to be just week week one. He's still young. You know, maybe he doesn't understand the full concept of, of the free the free play. Maybe he just didn't pick up on it at the moment. Um, and then realize afterwards, like, oh, crap, you know, that was a free play. I probably need to be downfield. Um, so I'm not going to digest that too much, um, but something to look out for, I guess, and see if he... I just think it's interesting you made that point. Because he, I mean, he still That's does. That's the first time I've seen the, the announcing team. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Because nobody's games. really talked about it. Yeah. You know, nobody, I think I've been the only person that I know of, obviously there might be other people, yeah. that really kind of noticed that last year. I was like, is he, is he running at full speed? Um... And we'll see. I mean, what's something to look at this year? Even in preseason, I, I just don't know. Maybe it's the way he runs. I don't know. He just, just looks long strides. He just maybe it's just long strides, but it just does, it does look a little a little slow. Um, and he's not exactly you know some some speed demon out here. No, he ain't no Calvin Austin, but like yeah, he ain't okay. Um, Calvin Austin. But Calvin Austin looks pretty good. How many did you apologize to Calvin Austin? I love Calvin Austin. I have a signed Calvin really? Austin card. Who put you on? Maybe you. I mean, you are a Steelers And who, who said that, you know, Calvin Austin has a lot of heart? He does. And you were saying that in a way of saying, like, he may not be a great football player, but he has a lot of heart. And you were, you were about in. It's I a mean, long season. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, it was a rough week one. Um, well, like I said, we'll get back to it. You know, I'm not going to stress about it too much. You know, a lot of teams look pretty bad this week. It was a weird week, a weird week of football. Um, so there's a lot to digest. So, but... Going over to the Jags, that looked pretty good. I mean, it wasn't perfect. Wasn't not perfect. Was Trevor, not perfect. Trevor looked great, man. But you know, you had a lot of great things to, to bring away. What, what were your thoughts on the game? Trevor looked amazing. Fitting the ball in very tight windows. Um, his team playing with a lot of you know like winning mentality. Saw Travis Etienne running down the sideline on a block. It wasn't even like a play that actually led to a touchdown. I think he got called back, but. He saw outran, play, yeah. yeah, he outran, like, Ridley and somebody else to get upfield to make the block. It's winning football right there. 
Um, a little bit concerned about Christian Kirk. Obviously, it's game one, but Zay Jones played well. Calvin Ridley. I think with Christian Kirk, I mean, he's going to have his games. I think from a fantasy perspective, um, it's one of the reasons why I never bought into Christian Kirk this yeah. year. A lot of miles to feed. And Ridley's um, the guy, which we, Ridley's we try to tell everybody Ridley's going to be the guy. Clearly the guy. Um, he showed he's it a dog. week one. Looks fast, looks explosive. Um, I know a lot of people are saying sell high on Calvin Ridley. I'm riding it, man. No, I'm I think you got to ride it out for the whole season. If you if you bought at a fifth round price, then for sure. I understand if you spent a third round pick and you, you could see yourself like trying to elevate to another guy, like maybe a Calvin Ridley for AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley for like a T Higgins if you believe that offense is gonna really get going. But I was thinking the, the one the one player that you might be able to get right now is a Waddle. Yeah, Somebody Calvin Ridley for like be, a Waddle. You might be interested in I personally wouldn't. I think I have Calvin Ridley over a bunch of guys, um, including uh Waddle, but I, I don't know if I'll put him above Waddle yet. I, just I, I would I would go ahead and put him above Waddle. I think that offense is going to lean on those guys because even going into this week, they're not going to have a running game, it seems like. Raheem Mostert might be missing the week. And, yeah, but at the same time, you know, I think with with Waddle being a number two, I mean, you're going to have... He's not a true number two. He's not. He's not. He's, he's a 1A, 1B. I get it. But, I mean, he still didn't do a whole lot last game. Um, not to say that that's going to be a consistent thing with him, because it's not. Um, but I do think with, um, you know, he's, he just, his ceiling is, is really high, but I think he's going to have these type of games. Yeah. I think that, you know, Calvin, he's going to have a lot of great games, and he's going to be a lot more consistent day-to-day. Game-to-game, he's going to be a lot more consistent. 100%. Well, I, I think by the end of the year that he's going to finish higher than Waddle. So because of that, I'm, I would stick with uh, Calvin. But I think Calvin you will is get a some huge really, top 10 percentage. Yeah. Top, top 10 range for him by the end of the season. But I do think that Waddle probably will have some, like, really boom weeks that you're like, like wow. Yeah, we'll probably take over your week and win you that game. Um, but I still, I was, I'll still ride Calvin right now. The, the offense looked good against a defense that isn't great. Got to 31 points. Um, got a couple defensive turnovers. Trevon Walker had a day. I know everybody was kind of dragging the Jags name through the mud after the Thursday night football game because Aiden Hutchinson looked good. They're like, ooh, he was literally a Jag if they just pulled the trigger. I was like, give it time. Let Trevon actually get a chance to get out on the field. He looked good against an Indianapolis Colts offensive line that we don't know. We don't know what they expect. I mean, you have people like Quentin Nelson out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, like two years ago, they were considered a you know, top, top five, five line, line. <clears throat> um, and they have some a lot of those same pieces. But last year was a an indicator of like these guys aren't as good as we think they are. Yeah. And then going into this year, um, you know, we kind of had the same expectation, but we'll see. On the other side of the football, Anthony Richardson made plays. Um, Okay. Did some rookie stuff, but I, I, we did a recap. Me, Chris, and Trey, and Trey said he looked the best out of all the rookie quarterbacks this week. And I would agree. I think he made the most plays, played the closest thing to what resembled winning football. Had a minute. Obviously, took a lot of I mean, hits scored, that he shouldn't have taken, though. They scored twenty-one. I mean, that's for you know a rookie quarterback first game. No solid running game. He's mainly it. Um, Michael Pittman had a good day with him, you know. Um, you can't really ask for much more. And, I mean, a pretty formidable offense week one for him. And, I mean, we'll, if he's healthy enough to play this week, Houston's less of a tall order. They still have a pretty solid defense. but Yeah, the defense ain't a slouch. But... Yeah, but that, that offense is going to give Anthony Richardson a lot of time to get back on the field because the Houston offense isn't looking too good either in terms of moving the ball. So. Yeah, not really. 
um, interesting scale of a game. I can't really say it's like a true reflection of what the Jags team looks like yet. We didn't play the best. Um, with about four minutes left in the fourth, we were losing the game. So that's not a good indicator if we're supposed to be competing for anything outside of like the AFC South. Like I told everybody before the season, the freest money you could make on the NFL in a season-long prop this year was betting the Jags to win the AFC South. After week one, and I don't want to overreact, the rest of the South looks abysmal. <laughs> like, Houston doesn't look great. Tennessee. Tannehill throwing three picks. It's our, I still think it's our division to lose. So, um, yeah, But we'll we take the win. Shot. We'll take the win. Uh, move on to next week and see if we can clean some stuff up. Because we're going to have to clean some stuff up if we're supposed to beat the defending Super Bowl champs this Sunday. Tough matchup for you guys. Huge matchup, tough matchup. Though. Which I do want to say something real quick. So while my boys were getting absolutely clobbered yeah, on Sunday, um, this man texted me. And I don't, I don't remember what we talked about, but he said something along, along the lines of like, you know what, hey man, we're in the same boat. Yeah. You know, Jags versus the Colts. You know, I feel you, man. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that you were incorrect, and you were not in the same boat as me. This man, when he texted me, the Jags scored at, already had 20 points. Calvin Ridley had over 100 yards, and they were winning at that time. My Pittsburgh Steelers had a whopping one yard at that exact moment, and we were in the same boat. Let me explain, explain yourself. So from the people who can understand perspective, right? If I was playing the best defense in the league, arguably at that point, I mean, Dallas came out and showed out the night game. And then the next night, the Jets beat the Bills with Zach Wilson, essentially. So that defense is also playing on another level. I would understand what my friend would mean when his team is playing possibly one of the worst teams in the league and struggling to beat them. That was so for you guys that perspective. I want you guys to realize something. When you go on social media, did you see any Jags hate? Jags did this. Jags did that. Did you see some Steelers videos about our one-yard performance? About our Patrick Peterson fiasco? Because regardless, you guys had some things to be happy about. I had nothing to be happy about. The best highlight of my day was that out-of-bounds George Pickens catch. That was the highlight. At that point, I had nothing to be happy about. If, if I had, like, 70 yards and, you know, maybe three points, then maybe we're in the same boat. But we got absolutely smacked. There's a big difference. I understand what you're saying, but it's still week one. A lot of people look weird week one. Eagles didn't look great. Bills didn't look good. The Bengals didn't look good. The Chiefs looked out of whack. A lot of things, people that we didn't think were going to win won. A lot of things did. It was week one. You kind of expect a little bit of some some, uh, some rough parody. start. Yeah. Um, so you guys ended up winning the game. You guys get to go into week two, 1-0. Oh, and my team gets to look into – now I'm hearing a lot of things about is Kenny the guy? I'm hearing a lot of things about George Pickens. They're looking to see what he's uh, he's saying on the sidelines. They're trying to read his lips. Um, they're looking at, you know, is this team even for real? Is this team even legit? I'm having to deal with that. These boys aren't having to deal with that. So we are not on the same page. We are in different 
Different planets. Different planets. That's my little thing. I will. I'll. I'll bring it back. I'll dial it back a bit. In that moment, I was just trying to. You were trying to feel for me. Yeah, because I also felt annoyed. I was expecting us to come out and stomp the Colts, and it was not looking how it was supposed to look. But I won't lie. The Pittsburgh game was, like, drastically, viscerally, like, ooh. It was bad. That's a bad look. Right? Um, We're speaking of, um, I forgot to mention this, Matt Canada. Oh, my Yeah, come on. Oh, my Lord. We need a Matt Canada segment. Oh, my Lord. Matt Canada. You know, no, you don't know, forget Matt Canada. Mike Tomlin. You know, I, I've always said to you, favorite head coach of all time. Mm-hmm. He still is my favorite head coach of all time. I need you to do something about this Matt Canada guy. I need him gone. If I see another damn jet sweep, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of this bad offensive cause. Because honestly, the, the, one of the reasons why we look terrible is because of him. Not setting up Kenny for success. Not. I mean, we started off the game, you know, first two down, first two drives. We didn't win the ball. We just air, we were just trying to air it out. And I understand, you know, the, the, the San Francisco defense might be a little scary. Got some scary guys up there. I, you know, I get you it. Got a lot of scary guys over there. I get it. But, like, at the same time, if we're trying to compete in this league, if we're trying to win a Super Bowl, which should be the goal, these are the, these are the guys that we might have to face down the road. We can't act scared. If we're acting scared on the first drive, then we've already lost. We've already lost. And that's exactly what happened. We started the game scared. We didn't capitalize whatsoever. We didn't set up Kenny Pickett for anything. It was literally a, a one in – no. We were at the 15-yard line on, on the San Francisco sky side trying to score a touchdown. We had – it was two receivers on the left, tied in on the right, and then a receiver on, on, on the right side. You want to know what the play was? Go route for the left guy. Go route for the slot guy. Go route for the tight end. And go right, go out, go out for the guy on the outside. I'd be audible in that sometimes. Imagine it don't work. It don't work. And that's a that's a real life play design that he just did on the 15 yard line in the red zone to try to score a touchdown. Not like a rub play. Not like a you know maybe we can have like an out and then a po. You know not, nothing exotic. We just say you're like you know what? How about everybody just he run likes it regular man. He just, don't like him exotic. Just, just run up and then you know maybe he thinks that George Pickens is like Superman and we can just throw it up to him. And I love to say that George Pickens is amazing and he is. I'm not you know this man is still going to finish a top ten receiver this year. I don't think so. Um, but at the same time, you still got to set him up for more success than that. And you're you're putting your rookie quarterback to make some crazy ass throw against this great defense with that kind of. Route comp, you know, no, that, that's just not gonna work. And Matt Canada got to go. It just didn't work. You know, there was another stat line that I saw. It was, I think, since like 2020 or 2019. Did you see the stat line? I forgot exactly what it said. It was like you saw the stat line. The Steelers haven't thrown over like 300 passing yards or something like that in like the past like three years. And it was like ever since Matt Canada got there. Oh, and I took Kenny Pickett to go over yards on the year. Mm-hmm. And, and look, and look, this man is gonna try to annoy me and, and piss me off. But look, I'm not out on the Steelers. That's not my. It, it, it is what intention. it is. It is what it is. It's still week I'm just one. Just coming to my senses. It's still week one, and you know we still had a lot of you know a lot of good things to talk about um, for the Steelers. And you know if week two looks bad, then you know what you could you could talk all your talk if you want. I'm talking but talk as of right now. Someone who bought the hype. I drank the juice. It's not over yet. And I choked on it, by Patrick. Peterson. Yeah, you choked on it for one week. Are you are you are you already gonna give up on your on your on your gut feeling? I'm not out yet. I'm not done yet. 
This is week one versus the best team in football. We looked pretty bad. You know, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. He's going to get these ways back. And we always usually start off pretty bad. Past, like, three years, we've always started off bad. We look stronger on the back end. So I'm, I'm excited to, to see what we got to week two. And if we lose pretty bad week two, then maybe we have some concerns. And then maybe we got to have some conversations about is Kenny the guy. You know, but we're not there yet. Wouldn't you prefer to give Kenny a shot without Matt Canada before we call into question Kenny being the guy? I mean, we'll see. He looked pretty bad week one. Like, it, it wasn't just Matt Canada. Bad throws. Did you see where he got hit and yeah. his head on the turf? Yeah, I don't, but I don't know what to take with that. It might be a concussion. It could have been a concussion. It could have been. That could have been one of the reasons why he was missing pretty bad. Do you remember that two Christmas game where mm-hmm. he didn't get a concussion, quote unquote? Yeah. But they showed the stat line before he hit the ground and the stat line after he hit the ground. Look, it's a real deal here, thing, man. Here, here's my thing. You know, I would love to sit here and say that that was the case. Not to say that I want him to have a concussion, but to kind of explain why it looked so bad. Um, but I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't know. You don't Unless, give him an excuse. I don't, I'm not, I'm yeah. not really going to talk about any excuses here. As of right now, we don't know anything. They they said that he was cleared. He doesn't have a concussion. We look bad. That's oh, it. That's all I need from here. I don't need to hear about these excuses or anything like that. If he did, then great. Let's show week two then. So. How are you feeling about week two? I'm feeling pretty good. I don't. I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I got you know I I, I like the Steelers to win, and I'm not I'm not a person that's gonna you know. If the falter, you know, off of one week. I'm not. I'm not that guy. You can, let, you, good, you, you can let him be that guy. Cleveland looked good. You can though. let him be that guy. Didn't Cleveland look good? He, you can let him be that guy. Didn't the Cleveland Bengals look, look terrible. Didn't Cleveland look good? So wait, we're not allowed to say Cleveland look good. You think the Bengals? No, look the Cleveland, terrible Cleveland look good. I didn't say, I didn't say anything. About, I haven't said anything about Cleveland yet. I said the the Bengals looked pretty bad. You could tell that they were not in rhythm. The Browns executed on that, and they looked pretty good. Look, nobody thought that the the Browns were going to be bad this year. We said that AFC North was going to be the best division in football. Nine wins, but yeah. So AFC North is going to be one of the best divisions in football. So if you're not going to come out ready, like the Bengals did and like the Pittsburgh did, you're not going to win that game. So can I give a little bit of perspective on the game on why I'm saying Cleveland is a little bit scary going into this week? It's a game that I'm probably going to stay away from betting wise. That defensive line was getting after Burrow and the boys pretty aggressively. That defensive line was getting after your boy pretty aggressively last week. Um, it seems like a very natural comparison between both. That's what I'm a little bit worried about. The secondary for Cleveland is arguably better than the secondary for the Niners. I think where the Niners have Cleveland beat is the linebacking core. Um, yeah, which had a, he had a day last week, right? So... Um, yeah, that's that's my issue. I, I don't think you guys got handed a defense that allows you to write the ship. That's why I'm a little bit worried about this game for y'all. I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, after week one, I mean, anybody that's not really even a Steelers fan is going to be concerned because, like I said, the, the Browns are not going to be a joke this year. Nobody in the AFC North is going to be a joke. What what and I would give y'all some solace for is we can't look we can't look worse than we just did. That and Deshaun is susceptible to in, not injury, susceptible to making mistakes. Yeah. Um, and you guys can possibly capitalize on that. Yeah, and, and and look, we'll see. You know, like I said, you know, just off of one week, it, it's a lot of assumptions, There's a lot of things going around. You know, everybody looked pretty bad. Like I said, you know, we a lot of teams that we expect to be good, but they weren't really that good. So I'm not gonna, you know, worry just yet. But if we're down week one, week two, week three. And it looks like this, then yeah, maybe those see the boys aren't ready to pick up 
pick any lines for them or anything like that. But I still think we have a really good roster, and I think I just still believe in Mike Tomlin. I still believe in the boys. I still believe in George Pickens. I still think he's going to be a top 10 receiver. Y'all just wait. You may not believe him, but y'all just wait. Um, and we'll see. That's still a young team. You know, yeah. I think they were forgetting about that. Kenny, this is his second year. This is George Pickens' second year. Um, Najee's, what, third year? Pat Fryer's third. I mean, this it's a young team. We're going to have our ups and downs. So, you know, actually, about with your matchup, yes. who, actually, I'm going to let you start off with that. Who, who, what you got? What, what's your thoughts on that game? You could give me Travis Kelsey. You could give me Jason Kelsey. You could give me their mom, Mama Kelsey. I don't care. Jags by three. Jags by three at home. That's the money play. Alternate spread. Um, if you want to take Jags, just plus money line two to be a little bit more safe. Or Jags plus the points. Um, feel free. I know nobody's really buying into the fact that Kansas City can start 0-2. But I will say, gods do bleed. I don't know if you guys watched 300, where they're like, oh, this, what was it? You haven't watched 300? That movie's a classic. You need to watch 300. That's the way about that. I am smart. Yeah. Yeah, I see. You should watch that movie. Yeah. They got Patrick Mahomes is like, if you have Patrick Mahomes, you can't start 0-2. Well, that, that Chiefs team, Andy Reid, there's no way they start 0-2. Yeah, there is a way. They run into a Lions team that played them well at home. Blind drop passes. That was your that was your opportunity to, to open the season with a win. You're losing in Duval. You are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say. Um Travis Etienne Tanks, Big Tank Bigsby, a great combo of power and speed. Um we're gonna utilize that to probably drain some clock. Honestly, I was feeling the over for a bit. Kind of feeling the under now. Especially with the, st- the statistics saying, um, Underdogs, when they usually win, I think it's about at a 60% or 65% clip that the under hits as well. So with us being the under, I think we're going to kind of hold the Chiefs a bit. Um, Trevon Walker is going to do a lot of what he should have been doing in that playoff game last year, making Patty move around, get out of the pocket. Um, Obviously, he's healthy now, so he'll be a little bit more mobile, but he's going to force things to be a little bit off script for the Chiefs, and they don't really have the off script receivers right now. I mean, I don't think we're going to have a Travis Kelsey that's healthy. Um, his lateral movement might be a little bit compromised. He's going to be out there because they don't want to start the season 0-2. But I don't think he's ready to be back yet. Um, that defense went out and signed Chris Jones because they saw what Trevor did this week. They know that he is a formidable quarterback. And they need to have a solid pass rush. They can't give Trevor all day. They gave Jared Goff a decent amount of time to do what he needed to do. You give Trevor that amount of time, he'll carve you up. So... I'm rocking with the the Jags this week. Um, Obviously a little bit biased, but if I wasn't biased, I would also be kind of buying in a little bit because I don't think the Chiefs are built currently to go into Duval and win. On that token, I have the Chiefs to win uh, week two. Um, And yeah. What's your take? You just saying the Chiefs will win. I mean, it's kind of what you just said. and Everybody's like, well, they can't start 0-2. My thing is this. You know, that's, that's the best team in football. The best quarterback in football. I'm not really going to bet against them, and I honestly do believe they could they could get their they can get back. I mean, the Lions are a pretty solid team. I mean, a lot of people are high on them, and it was that close of a game with that many drops without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones. You add Chris Jones in Arrowhead. In Arrowhead, um, you add Chris Jones. You add Travis Kelsey back. Maybe not 100, percent but he's still out there. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be out there, obviously, and I, I just think that they're going to. You know, the Lions had a really good offense as well. Their defense actually played pretty well, you know, with that Lions offense. And Jags offense is kind of in that same boat as Lions, in my opinion. They have a lot of 
you know, playmakers, a lot of, a lot of weapons. Quarterback plays obviously a little better on the on the, on the Jag side. Not a little, it's, it's better. Um, but let's not act like the Lions didn't have a top off, top five offense last week last year. So, yeah, but nobody's calling Jared Goff a top five quarterback. That, that's the difference. Yeah, but they still had a top five offense. They still, the offense is because everything. Their defense was so bad they had to keep scoring to keep pace. Yeah, we'll, we'll those see. Numbers we'll see. Those saying, numbers are loaded. All those numbers are loaded. We'll see. All I'm saying is I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to win back-to-back games. Lose back-to-back I just don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a close one, though. I think it could be a really high-scoring game. It, it could fall in Jags' favor. Um, I just think that I'm going to bet on, uh, on the boys that they know how to win. They know how to win. They know how to keep the game close, and they did keep the game close um, last week against the Lions, and they have their playmakers back. So I'm going to go with them. It's going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm thinking like a 32-29 um, I think they went by like three points. It's gonna be close though. It's gonna be close. We're keeping this game under forty-eight points. It's probably gonna end twenty-four to twenty-one. Okay. Um, they could. This is a little bit of retribution, in my opinion. We should have beat them last last year in the playoffs. We had a hobbled Patrick Mahomes who came back out in the second half and was practically immobile, and our pass rush couldn't get after him. I think they're gonna go back to that tape and see the opportunity that they had to win that game and how they just kind of let him stand back there and pick us apart. Um, we didn't really make it difficult for him. And, I mean, it was, what, 27-14 to 14 is what the game ended or something like that? Something like that. Um, which still, you know, 27 is a high score for a team that had an immobile quarterback. I think they're going to see that and be like, if we just get some pressure on him, keep him contained, he does not have the wide receivers, in my opinion, to really – make this an easier game on them if we get pressure on them. I agree. And, I mean, that's that's the big red flag for the Chiefs is their receiver talent. Their receiving talent. Um, so that, that's a valid point. But I do think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think this could be one of the best games of, of the year. It should be one of the top games of the week. Yeah. Um, I think if I – don't, I need to look at the lineups, but this could very well be my – like, I would want to watch this game. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I'm just not going to go against the Chiefs right now. Um, I think you guys go one and one going into week three, um, but this is gonna be a good game right here. This is a game that you definitely want to, you know, definitely watch it again. I'm interested to see what they do running game wise. I, fi- I figured they'll probably come out there with Pacheco. He had a great game against us in the playoffs last last year. Um, I think he broke like a 65 yard. We'll run. see, man. I mean, that He's backfield to be the guy. That backfield looking kind of. Like it's a little bit messy, but if you're a fantasy owner, then that that backfield is annoying. Yeah, it's a little bit messy, but. I mean, he had the most success against us last year. Why not just run it back? Um, I don't know what our run defense is like yet because, again, week one wasn't a good litmus, litmus test. Like, we played the Colts, and their offense is knowing what they planned in the offseason. Nobody expected no JT going into the year, so we'll see. But um, talking about fantasy owners, Team of Steel Dynasty League, we really didn't cover a preview last week we didn't. at all. Kind of bad on our part. We have a Dynasty League. Um, for a few friends of the podcast, um, a few friends in general, co-workers, all that stuff. Um, and we got started last week. We'll go over records a bit. Both the boys on the pod are 1-0, um, starting off hot. Neither of us are the highest scoring team in the league, though. Yeah, I think mine was, I wouldn't say it was luck, but I was kind of lucky that I had my matchup. Chris didn't really have a good game on his eye, his end, so, um, I was able to, I was able, I was able to pull it out. Yeah, we... Start off with Spencer, a.k.a. Slightly Less Trash. Highest scoring team in the league currently. Um, 
then Jacob, the team that we gave a lot of hype to in the offseason. He had a pretty big scoring day as well. No big surprise there. In a big scoring matchup, honestly. It was kind of, I think, the highest scoring matchup in general, yeah. Um, I ended up with the third most points. Played good fantasy defense. Kept my opponents under 90 points. Um, I, I think my, we'll, we'll get to my I was about to say, we'll get to you, but yours was neck and neck um, in Waddle I Trust. If I had to guess his big winner last week, yep, was... Tyree. No, he doesn't have Tyree. Tua? He does not have Tyree. He doesn't have Tua either. I have Tua. Um, I tried to trade him Tua. He was not interested. Might be now. <laughs> he might be now. It seems like he still isn't, but um, we've talked. We've had discussions about it. Um, but he has a pretty balanced team in general in terms of starters. He has Jalen Hurts. Aaron Jones had a big week. Um, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Amari Cooper, I think, had an okay week. Jimmy G had a big week, actually, too, yeah. from a fantasy perspective. So it's probably what did it, did it for him. Um, you had an interesting matchup, which you said you felt a little bit lucky. How so? I mean, I wouldn't say I was lucky-lucky, but I'm, I made some mistakes. And I, you know, this is the league. I try to get a little cute. Um, I, I started this guy more. Which my options was Sky Moore, Jacoby Myers, which Jacoby Myers balled out. And who was the other person I was debating? It was it used to be on there. It's um, oh, Marquise well. Brown, I believe. Yeah, Marquise Brown and I think Jacoby both walked, went into this week questionable. So I, I had to make a. It was Romeo Dobbs too. But Romeo Dobbs. He no, was, it was, um, he, was he he had an injury and so did Marquise Brown. So I tried to kind of stay away from them for week one. I didn't know also how the Packers were going to look. Didn't, little did I know that Romeo Dobbs. Uh, balled out. Even Marquise Brown had a pretty respectable game with, I think, like nine points. Um, not respectable, but you know, better than what Sky Moore did. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I played matchups a little incorrectly there. I think I tried to get a little TQ. I should have seen how Sky Moore was actually going to look in action first before I did. I just figured with Travis Kelsey out, somebody got to get the balls. Yeah. Pause. Um, yeah. But somebody was going to get these receptions and targets and everything. I, I thought maybe Sky Moore was going to be in that role. He did nothing. He got me like 0.4 points. Um, but I still feel pretty good about my team. I think a lot of the guys I have on my squad, um, Bijan looked really good. I expect, um, you know, even even better performances than a 20 points. He, he was still on limited touches with Tyler Algier um, involved a lot. Um, Stephon Diggs had a good game. I'm on Raw. Do I have him on Raw? I know I, I have Diggs. No, you don't have I got him on Raw. I'm lacking a little. You have Bijan who showed that he is. He's, he's a real deal. He's going to be solid. Got lucky with CD a bit. That game was a blowout, but they still gave him I definitely wasn't lucky with CD. CD's definitely going to be a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football. He's going to put up these kind of performances. They were up by 30, and he was still on the field. Yeah, you kind of got lucky that he still got played. Um, That's luck. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? He, he, he could have been on the bench. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but so what? CD's still going to he's gonna put up these type of weeks. You're acting like... Uh, I'm this, talking about this you're, week's you're, matchup. You're acting like this is, that, like some, this, you're acting like this is Sky Moore, and he just put up 20 points out of nowhere. No, he put up 11, and I'm saying it could have been a lot worse. Okay, well, whatever. That's what right. I'm saying. Because they were up by his son, still, still and they played lame. him in the third quarter still. When they were up still by his son. Still CD Lamb. He's still going to put up good weeks. I, I didn't... I'm not going I'm not going to take that back. Diggs had a big week. He did. needed it. Um, Pickett did okay. He didn't do his bad. Pickett outscored Lamar Jackson. So, you, you, yeah, yeah. Shows you what that Baltimore offense is looking like, which, anyway. And then you have, I think, what Rashad White on there. Um, didn't do much. Didn't do much, but I was encouraged by High things. usage. 
Yeah, I was encouraged by the things I saw. Um, I expect better weeks this coming. Madison week. fell in the touchdown. I mean, fell in the end zone, which are you playing Madison this week? Yes. Shit, I wouldn't. But anyway. Um, yeah, I'd definitely start Madison. I mean, who, who, would, I, who would I swap him up? This is PPR. I would put, there's a couple people I put in there above that boy. I mean, I just don't trust him this week. But I mean, we'll see. Cool. I mean, I need to evaluate the games tonight, anyways. So yeah, I'm not. If I'm not I like some, if I like somebody a little bit, because I'm gonna put somebody to swap out with Sky Moore, obviously, which is gonna be most likely a Romeo Dobbs or Jacoby Myers. Um, so I still have a spot available. So my decision is gonna be Madison or a um, or Marquise Brown, and if that's my two decisions. I like Madison over Marquise Brown. Come on now, Madison over Marquise Brown. Yeah. There's a giant secondary. Yeah. Against the Cardinals, which is was going to be one of the worst teams in football. They looked okay, but like... Well, you, you if you're looking at it from a real p- football perspective, I think you're already doing the wrong thing. Like, as a as a team that's going to be bad, what do bad teams have to do? They're gonna, pace. I get what you're saying. They're, they're going to be behind. They're, but the thing is, is if I'm going to trust a Vikings offense with a starting running back that's going to get... That got, I think... Over seventy percent of the touches on that offense. Oh yeah, for sure. And then, or do I want to get the Marquise Brown, which is very reliant on his quarterback, which is it's Joshua good. Dobbs. He's, he's not Dobbs. good. I- I'm gonna pick the guy that I know is gonna get the ball at least ten to fifteen times. He could probably fall in the end zone. He's getting the goal line work. I'm gonna take that guy over the Marquise Brown, which we don't know. You know, nine points. Look, it's a toss up. I guess to me, I'm it's just not a bit really worried but... about primetime Kirk and uh, Eagles team on primetime who is getting a lot of flack for not playing well against the Patriots the week before. Um, that defense is formidable. Yeah, that defensive it's, it's, line it's is crazy. Um, the thing is with the with lot of money on that Madison under rushing yards. Maybe that. But the thing about Madison is, you know, we're talking about a PPR league. He, he might be able to, to get you at least, you know, nine, ten points. I know that's not great numbers, but if we're comparing him to Marquise Brown, which in order for him to get like 10 points, he would have to get... Five catches for 50 yards. Yeah, which is not... With, with that offense, we don't know. You know, Madison, if they do find their way in the goal line, which I'm assuming that they at least will get at least a couple chances. We hope. The I last mean, last time they played the Eagles, they did not. They got we'll stomped out we'll on Monday we'll see, night. But if we do get down there, he should be getting, he should be getting that goal line work. That's fair. Um, you know, I... I'm actually surprised you think this, to be honest with you. Take my I'm, round over I'm just a little bit... I was a buyer in Madison's talent, and the more I go back and do the research, I fall less and less into being a fan of his talent. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't you know, care about the talent. I care how's, how's his usage, how's his... That, is he going to get the ball? He's still talented enough to, to be you know a starting running back, and I think he'll be fine. You know, there's not much competition back there behind him, so we'll see. Um, hold on, let me pull up sleeper again. Um, so you guys, so we'll, we'll come back to that. Madison or Marquise Brown. I mean, the matchup is tough for Madison, but we'll come back. You're to probably going to end up doing. You're probably going to end up doing Madison, to be honest. Um, probably. I mean, if you're telling me those two, I'm. I'm and Marquise Brown still has a, a lingering issue as well. So, no, I know he isn't. It's actually still Romeo Dobbs and Jacoby Myers Jacobi. has. He, He's he in concussion protocol. I know you saw that hit. Yeah. Devastated. So um, we'll we'll see about that. I'm I'm probably gonna avoid Jacoby Myers week two. Um, but you're playing me, which we haven't even gotten into. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even talked about your team. How'd your team do? We had a high scoring week. Um, obviously, it's a little bit loaded though. We got I didn't play Jordan Addison last week, but I had Antonio Gibson. He didn't really do too well for me last week. 
I need a little relax when he gives him right now. He's not in my lineup this week. Um, the big points last week, where did I really get the big points from? I didn't start Addison at all. Oh, I know where I got the big points from. Freaking, um... Yeah, Tua, right? Tua. Big week from Tua, 34 points. Uh, 466 passing yards. Insane. Um, as we've stated before on the pod, if Tua is healthy, he's a top 10, arguably top 5 fantasy quarterback. Um, there will be lots of points. You could pretty much lock this man in for 250 yards to two touchdowns every week if he's healthy. Essentially. That's how I feel. Um, I don't disagree. And we talked about it. You know, I'm not as high on Tua as you are. But I did say if he's healthy, this is the kind of thing that he's capable of. Yeah. yeah. But the question about healthy is, is a real concern with Tua. I know you had a, a debate with um, Chris about this. He's like, well, if you were, were looking for Tua to get hurt, but what about like the Josh Allens? The thing is, is Tua's got hurt every year. He almost died last year. Yeah, but... So, as of right now, if he gives me, you know... His whole head stuff. Yeah. And he didn't take a hit at all last week. So, like, if they keep him upright, it's not like we're talking about a potential knee or, like, he has an arm issue. But he's had stuff like that, though. He had a hip thing in college, but since he's made it out of college, he's had no issues with that. Okay. Um, So, we'll we'll see. You know, he's been been unfortunate then, but... That's the big if, and if he goes down, he has a smaller frame, which is which is possible. It's tough, but if he's healthy, he definitely can repeat. He can definitely. He might be a. He's still gonna be a top. I'm not gonna say top five. But he's top ten for sure. Right now, he's top. So it's because there's only one week. There's only been one week. One week, top one. Good so for good for him. Other big player I had was Brandon Ayuk, which I actually wanted to um, to talk about this. I actually didn't, but I actually just remembered it, and now I want to talk about it. You offered me the the two one for Brandon Ayuk. I should have taken that. <laughs> you remember that? You wanted my two one in the Teal and Steel. Yeah, 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 I did. And yeah. you offered it Brandon Brandon Ayuk to me. And, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, but I did trade trade away that two one for a first round pick and Sky Moore. So I guess I didn't really lose that trade. If anything, I might have won it. But Brandon Ayuk still would have been a great addition to my team. Um, and that Sky Moore slot, I could have had a Brandon Ayuk person right there. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I at the time when uh when you offered it to me, I didn't think I had really. I think I needed picks. I thought I, you remember I, I didn't like my team. I thought my team was pretty rough. I actually have been growing more to it. I think I actually have a pretty solid team. I don't think it's on the level of some of the other guys like the like I know Jacob's team is really good. Um, your team is pretty solid. I don't think I'm at that level, but. We're cooking. We're trying. We're trying to cook. My team will really be something if I have a breakout from DeAndre Swift tonight, who I do plan to play. Because you, because didn't you take him? Like you, you need to rely on him a little bit, right? Because you didn't go running backs until late. And then, yeah, well, I took him fairly early. I probably could have waited. Actually, no. This draft happened before he got traded. This draft happened when he was still on the Lions, and I took him in the fourth round. I remember this a little high for, from where. You're, where he is, like, the most recent drafts, but, I mean... Yeah, he's fallen to, like, seventh, roughly, but... Um, are you are you concerned, or are you more thinking that Kenneth Gainwell was just in because it was a bad weather day, they wanted somebody they trusted? How, where, where are you at on that? I've heard a couple perspectives on this one. I've heard, obviously, DeAndre Swift's made out of paper towels and glass, and if you put him out there in the rain, he will break. So, people are claiming the 
coaching staff, knowing his injury history, was trying to protect their asset. I don't want to hear that. You're trying to win a game. You're starting Jalen um, Hurts. You're starting all these yeah. guys. You're trying to win a game. So it might have been a thing where Kenneth Gamble is more familiar with the offense. Um, he's technically your more traditional pass catching back. Probably knows a little bit more of the playbook. Putting him out there against an experienced defense, knowing that you won't have to worry about him making mistakes. That might be it. Because we were looking at DeAndre be Swift having, I think, three targets and one carry, maybe two carries all day. That's not what you do when you go out and trade for a player. So this game tonight, where Kenneth Gainwell has already been listed out, is the game where I would like to see what the splits, this is a chance. What the splits are. Because they activated Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch last week. Um, so it's going to be the Rashad Penny and Kenneth Gainwell. Don't sleep on Boston Scott. Because he is available as well. I think he will be um, activated also. So You know, I feel like you're doing the running backs. Yeah. You're doing some bullshit over there. What I'm feeling right now is Boston Scott anytime touchdown. I, I kind of like it. I can see I kind of like it. I might throw five on it. So with your with your worry level, and I scale this 0 to 10, where do you have Swift right now? Probably like six. Um, okay. I just the usage kind of, scares me. Kind of where I'm at, six, seven. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what causes the usage that low. If it's him not knowing the playbook well enough, then that's a whole different concern as well. Because that could be a concern because he's been in that offense, and running backs can normally get signed, you know, on Monday and be ready to play on Sunday. And um, mm-hmm. he's been in there for what about a month or two? Like it's been a minute now, and you still don't got it. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I don't know what the, my my worry level is at a six and seven. The, the usage rate was a little weird. If it was like more of like a half split between Gainwell, I would have been maybe at a three. But it was just predominantly Gainwell the whole game. So. Yeah. But I feel like this is the week where I gotta start him to see what we got. Um, I can't. I can't not do it. So I'd, I'd regret it heavily if he goes out there and has a pretty big game against Minnesota. Um. And that's the thing. It's like it's almost, It's not the same as Madison, but you know, you 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 can probably feel a little safe with the floor. You know, what I mean, he's probably going to catch a few passes. You know, he's supposed to be getting some work. We'll see if he does. So, worst case scenario, he might only, he might just get you eight nine points, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Which, based on my bench, I'll I'll take that. Um, yeah, I, was, I know you you want heavy receivers, so your running back core isn't. You don't have a big uh, not a lot of depth there, don't you? What do you, what do you um, have? About, I have ETN. Well, the reason I don't have a lot of running back depth is this one faithful player that's on my IR. Um, actually, he's not even on my IR right now. He's just chilling on my bench. That's a, I should put him on IR. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I have Jonathan I Taylor in this league. So, that's why I'm in the situation. I'm in running back-wise. I was supposed to have... Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne heading the backfield, and then DeAndre Smith is just a cherry on top, like flex play when he finally takes off or whatever it was. I shouldn't, I wasn't supposed to have to worry about bringing out that position much. Um, and then the Jonathan Taylor issue happened. So, um, hoping for that Miami trade, hopefully down the line, that made me please super excited. I need um, a kick and post, bro. <sighs> yeah, but um, we hop into the next wide receiver that I'm really excited about. Um, Eight receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown, Michael Pittman. I was really worried about his, you know, prospects with Anthony Richardson. Um, Anthony Richardson seemed to be a little bit more comfortable passing to Alec Pierce in the preseason. Pittman had a big game last week. So, you know, it's only one week, but it feels good to see him get the targets and the yardage and find the end zone. For me, um, 
it's a little too soon for like sell highs or buy lows, but sell high. I might be he might be a sell high candidate. Um, I'm not very high in Michael Pittman. I think he's gonna have a very up and down season. I think he might have some games like this. Um, the only issue is it's hard to sell high anybody attached to anything Richardson. That's the thing, and Unless but if he has Richardson. like if he has like a back to back good games <laughs> like this, you know, he'd be somebody I would consider. You know, maybe a, a Michael Pittman for somebody that's uh, underperforming a little bit more um, that you kind of believe in. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. I'm not I'm not a big Michael Pittman guy. If you're not a big Michael Pippen guy, then maybe it's something to keep an eye out for if you do somehow have him on your team. Because mm-hmm. um, I just don't see this being a consistent. Josh Downs looked pretty good. Uh, how did much did Alec Pearson? He was he even involved? Not much at all. You know, so he might he should have technically a, a resurgence in that offense and should be getting some more um, some more attention. So we'll see. We'll see. And then my um duo of Jag boys kind of went decent. Both of them had over twenty points. Um Travis finally in zone, you know, Trevor two, for two touchdowns and a pick. But pretty, pretty, you know, pedestrian day, I would say, for Trevor, but solid day for Travis. I mean, and that, was, that was just kind of how week one felt. It was just really odd. Let me see if I can pull it up a little bit closer. But a lot of guys, you know, a lot of teams down the pool. Yeah, under 300 passing guys for Trevor, which it's okay. Um, 75% completion percentage. Solid. Big W, I think. Um, seven carries for 21 yards. Don't sleep on Trevor's rushing yardage props this year. I was looking at his year-long prop. I think it was 350. It seemed a bit high. Might be a little bit lower than that, actually. But he will use his legs this year. Um, I will say for, like, a game, if, if his rushing yardage is at, like, let's say 11. You hit the over. I like that. Yeah, you can hammer that one every time. If his rushing yardage is anywhere within the... I'd say anything, like, 15 Like, 14 and a half... Yeah. That's that's the line. That's kind of where I'm at too. Anything yeah. like 14 and a half and under, you could probably, I wouldn't say it's safe, but it's, you could feel good about going over on that. Like this week, if they have it at 14 and a half, he's going to have to utilize his legs probably a little bit against Chris Jones. Um, and just to, you know, give another angle on offense. So I think that that game, if we're talking about just picks for right now, I mean, like I said, I, th- I think it's going to be very high scoring. I think a lot, I, think I like a lot of overs that game. I like Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be a safe over for me as long as it's at like 60, 70. and a half. Over. It could be at 80. I'm, I'm that bought into Calvin Ridley. I'm that bought in. Um, Travis Etienne at 18 carries 77 yards. Fifth, um, five out of five receptions. So a lot of a lot of usage for Travis, which was a little bit of a worry going into the season. The tank's big to be getting drafted, but 18 carries, five targets. You could give me that every week. He's an RB1 potential. Not RB1 overall, but RB1. Like you can start with RB1 stuff. Yeah. Um, potential. Um, and I heard somebody say if you could go out and trade Brees Hall and get Travis Etienne at this moment, go out and do it. Um, I did that preseason in one week. Very excited about it. I don't hate it. Very excited about it. Brees Hall now, especially with Aaron Rodgers. That offense is going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And I feel bad. You know, and as a, from a football fan... Honestly, it, it sucks. It's, it's like to see. You know, I was really excited to see what we can, what they can do <clears throat> um, that whole year. I was really high on Garrett Wilson. I was really excited. He's still going to have his plays. He's still going to have his games. But, but it's, it's, it's and, and especially, you know, if we're talking about going back to fantasy, the Garrett Wilson price, man, you, you, it must feel bad now. Um, but we'll see. He had a pretty decent week one and was able to catch a pretty cool touchdown. Um, but we'll see about that. I don't even know what the real life scripted, but um, – I think they need to go out and get somebody. 
talking about week one, I mean, let's let's just go into like the big storylines. Obviously, the Jets one we're already talking about. I don't think Zach Wilson is good enough to bring this team to a Super Bowl. I don't feel like Zach Wilson is good enough to bring this team, honestly, the AFC North to the playoffs. Um, is there any quarterback out there they could trade for or sign? Well, me personally, I, I would stick with Zach Wilson. Really? I have. I, I think that it, I think I, I guess I'll go off my book. My thing is this: this this, this year is probably it. And that's my thing. I'm not saying that it's going to be a, a losing defense. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be a losing season. But the goal for Aaron Rodgers was a Super Bowl. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that you get you have a guy that you can put in the offense right now and win you a Super Bowl, I just don't see that happen. I don't see I don't see how you could put, let's say, um. Who's somebody? Who's who's somebody available right now? I'm not saying win the Super Bowl, but make a playoffs. Don't just waste the roster. I'm not saying waste it. I'm just saying if you, who's a player that's available? So let's say Carson Wentz. You know, unless you have somebody a little better in mind. I think I have a couple people. Who, who do you, who's like your favorite guy? I would go. My favorite right now, I think, is James. Okay, so James Winston, for example. You put James Winston in this offense. Um, do you think he could win a Super Bowl? I don't know. You put Zach Wilson in this offense. I don't know. At this point in time, it's almost to me more worth it to put a Zach Wilson in, see how he looks. He to me, he I, I told you this. I think that he looked pretty decent in, in the offseason. I think that he's handled everything very well. You know, he seemed the maturity levels seem to um, to be a little better than they used to be. He's handled this entire thing a lot better than how he was reacting his rookie year and his second year. So we all know Zach Wilson has arm talent. You know, that's the reason why you know he got drafted so high. Because of his arm talent. Jameis Winston threw 30 picks in one year. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get out of Jameis Winston. I mean, he wasn't even able to beat out Andy Dalton in New Orleans. To be fair, he was unhealthy, but he also hasn't been healthy for, like, the past three or four years. You know, so to me, it's almost worth, you know, don't trade for somebody. Just stick with Zach Wilson. See what you got in him. Um, I think that the performance that you get out of Zach Wilson and Jameis Winston isn't going to be so far apart. Um, Jameis Winston might be able to beat him out a little bit more. Um, But I think that you're not going to get, you know, you're not you're lear- you're not going to learn something with Zach Wilson if you did that. You're not going to see what you got in him. You're not because you know Aaron Rodgers might be only good for another year or two. He may not even come back. So you might be able to get something with Zach Wilson. You know the 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 ceiling is a lot higher there than I might, in my opinion than Jameis Winston. That's the floor might be a little lower than Jameis Winston. So you might have something to be concerned about there. But to me, stick with Zach Wilson. Um, see what you got in him. If maybe first three four weeks don't work out, then maybe. Go get yourself a, a James Winston if, if you think that that's going to be that much of a game changer. I just don't think that is much of a game changer. I don't really know if there's a guy available right now that I would say is yes. Go get that guy. He is gonna he's gonna get you possibly deep in the playoffs. I just don't think that guy's available. Defense is very solid though. They do got weapons, so they. I wouldn't say it's a waste of a year, but I mean I guess it would be a waste of a year. But I think it's a waste of a year no matter what. So I hate your take. You can hate it, but I mean, at the same time, we've seen a lot of bad from James Winston. We've seen good from James Winston, but we've seen a lot of bad. I think that no in matter what you just bring, being able to move an offense, I've seen more out of Jameis and Andy Dalton. And potentially, this one's a little bit pricey if they're able to pull it off. Um, they don't lose their first-round pick this year because, obviously, Aaron Rodgers won't be playing. So they get that pick. They get to keep that pick. <clears throat> And there's a team in Arizona that's tanking that has a quarterback that's on the pup that they don't know what to do with when they're chasing Caleb Williams, essentially. Go get Kyler Murray. Okay. Um, 
I think that would be nice for the team. I think he can move an offense fairly well. Um, keep your weapons motivated, which in New York, that's part of not losing the team for this year is you want to keep everybody bought in. If you just go out there and waste a year, these guys could leave. And you do not want that to happen if Aaron Rodgers comes back. So, um, I like the options out there. Obviously, I'm not saying we'll get a Carson once. I'm not on the Colin Kaepernick trade either. I think that that ship has sailed um, before the kneeling. And Cam Newton. I'm not on the Cam Newton train. I'm not on the RG3 train. Um, I'm not on the, any of the guys who are right, currently wearing suits. I'm not on the Matt Ryan train either. But if they're able to go out and acquire Kyler Murray, if the Rams had gotten blown out week one and they're able to go out and acquire Matt Stafford, those are the guys I would look at. Okay, well, if we're talking about those guys, I mean, we're talking about something different. When my point is this. If you're not going to get you somebody that is a, a significantly better than a Zach Wilson, to me, there's not a point. I think Andy Dalton is significantly I, better than Zach I don't think he's significantly better than I think that he I might. I think there's statistics to prove that, too. I guess you could go back to ten years. I know. I know he's been playing a lot Last of football year too. He moved to football. He looked better okay. Than Zach Wilson. But the goal is to win a Super Bowl. Do you think you're winning a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton? The goal right now is to keep your team motivated. Okay. Will your team but at who, least who, believe they can make the playoffs with Andy Dalton moving the offense up and field? But with Zach Wilson, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to be motivated, but can you lie? Can you not lie about the fact that he has done everything he was supposed to this past year? Look, I did not like Zach Wilson. He's this, this, this like stuck-up kid that seemed like he loved playing him some good golf, that doesn't like to, to respect nobody. That, that's what I saw in Zach Wilson. And I'm over here defending the man because he's done everything right. He handled the Aaron Rodgers thing correctly. He's actually built a lot of rapport with Aaron Rodgers. They actually have a pretty fun relationship with each other. Hard Knocks has them looking out here looking amazing. So do you think you're really motivating your team when you're bringing in a Jameis Winston uh, to replace a guy that actually handled everything correctly the past year, I don't think it's that much of a difference. So to me, if it's not that much of a difference, don't do it. If we're talking about training for Matthew Stafford, sure. Okay, fine. If you want to do that, then do that. If you're going to go get yourself a Kyler Murray, whatever. I, I'm not going to debate that because those guys are significantly better than a Zach Wilson. But it, it needs to cause some waves. If it's not going to cause a wave, then why? Just see what you got in Zach Wilson. If he does do, turn out to be okay, then maybe you can sell him at the end of the year and still get yourself a Kyler Murray. Because you can sell a Zach Wilson if he performs pretty well, but you can't really sell a Jameis Winston that performs pretty well because th- those are two different types of players. They're both different age ranges and all that kind of stuff. <coughs> You're right on that. Not being able to sell Jameis, but if Zach goes out there and shits the bed. I mean, that, that's... that's that's, I mean, that's the risk. I mean, but at the same time, who, who's to say that Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton at age, what, 38, 39 is going to go out there and, and, and cause waves either? You know, that's my point. Jameis Winston, there's a reason why they went and got Derek Carr, a mid-level quarterback. They didn't go get some elite guy. They got a mid-level quarterback to take over for Jameis Winston, and they did that for <laughs> a reason. They, you know, who, there's a reason why. Um, so Jameis and who was the other one that we were talking about? It was uh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. There's a reason why currently he's a back. Where's he at right now? Carolina. You know, there's a reason why he's 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 a, he's a backup. There's a reason why they trusted Bryce Young to start Week One, which I know he was the first pick overall. But there's a reason for these things. So to sit here and ex- expect that they're just going to come in and, and and make waves is something that I'm not on board with, especially with maybe the price that you'd even be giving up for these guys, and you're not really making much of a difference in the locker room, in my opinion. Um, so I think just see what you got in Zach Wilson again. I mean, we this is the best team that Zach Wilson's been a part of with a very good defense. Um, 
you know, Garrett Wilson second year, um, Dalvin Cook, all these things are going on. Let's see what you got. Let's see what happens. That's that's my thing. You're not gonna you're not to me, you're not learning much with Jameis. You're not learning much from Andy Dalton. You're just you're taking an easy route with those guys, in my opinion. Whereas with Zach Wilson, it's more of like a, a long-term play. Okay, well, let's see what we got. Maybe if he looks pretty decent and Aaron Rodgers comes back next year, but then he retires a year after that, maybe Zach Wilson could be the guy, like with the Jordan Love. Or maybe you That's know what Aaron Rodgers' plan seems like it is. So or or maybe, you know, Zach Wilson um turns out to be pretty okay. And then now you can actually sell Zach Wilson because he's really young and he was talented. Um, for maybe a decent price. I mean, obviously you're not going to get anything crazy for Zach Wilson, but you're not going to be able to sell anything for a, for a Jameis Winston. He's just going to fit in there, probably get you the same style line that a Zach Wilson will get you, and then you just have this guy that you have in the year that you're just going to cut anyways and do nothing with. So to me, see what you got, Zach Wilson. I guess we'll have an answer to the question going forward, I think at least in week two, um, it's Zach Wilson. And like I said, against I, I a very bad. I, I don't know how well he's gonna, I don't know how well he's going to do. He's he's played terribly, so I'm not going to see your neck like this man's going to look amazing. But I think, it, like I said, it's it's about seeing what he can do. But he very well could look bad the next four weeks, and if that's the case, I mean, I'm right. surprised if he looks good this week. If he looks good this week, I might be more. But what's, on your but what's side. good? Are we looking at good like just like a mediocre performance? Or did you hear what my stance is for him? I just want him to move the ball down the field. I want them to go multiple possessions and not three and outs. That's my baseline for Zach Wilson right now. Not putting up 35 points, not throwing for 300 yards, moving an offense competently to at least give his defense what, some rest. How did he do last game? Not great. But they still won. Yeah, they did. Did you see the defense have three interceptions and a fumble recovery? You think that's going to happen every week? Maybe not, but that is a good defense, isn't it? You think Matt, Jameis Winston's going to go out there and not throw their, interceptions? Matt, they played. 30 interception, Matt, Jameis Winston is not going to have those type of games? They played out their mind, and it went to overtime. It took three interceptions. Against a Buffalo Bills team. You're not. A very solid team. I'm not, I'm not arguing the team. I'm arguing the fact that they played out of their minds, and they had to be on the field so often because of three and outs. That's not a viable way for them to win games. We'll see. You think that Jameis Winston is going to go in there and, and do a lot better? I think he's going to move the ball down the field. He looks like he, – he, He'll launch that thing and end up with two interceptions in the, the thing. game, and that'll be great. That's that's fine. He'll end up with more interceptions. But you know what else I'll get out of him? A team that's moving the ball down the field. Those two interception games came with we 300 think? yards. No, he hasn't great. played in like two years. He hasn't been healthy the past two years and is a backup now to a mid-level quarterback that they paid to go get. Okay. So what are we assuming with, with Jameis Winston? We're expecting Look, so we're expecting a higher me, bar. We're expecting we're like a expecting, 2019 bucks. I'm expecting Jameis Winston to make decisive plays, even if they're incorrect at times. <laughs> right? But he's not gonna throw for ten. The last picks time in he did game. that was in like what, 2018, 2019? You're acting like he wasn't playing decent with the Saints before he tore his leg up. Like that's He not, wasn't playing amazing. He was playing. I had him in fantasy. I looked at his stat line. He did not look amazing. Last year, the first what is three. My baseline? Last year, the last first three or four games, this man had two picks, like almost every game. Three in a, a two pick game, a three interception game. That's also going to cost you. So you're telling me you would rather have somebody that has, let's say, 250 yards with three picks, or you'd rather have like a Zach Wilson that'll get you maybe 180, 200 with maybe one pick. Not saying that, and, and, and Zach Wilson I think also he ended isn't. the year with one forty. I think he ended the game last week with one forty-five passing. Okay, but would you rather have that with no picks and be you can actually be safe with the ball? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, like it's not that much. If, if Jameis Winston was out here throwing three hundred fifty yards a game, 
and getting you two picks, okay, maybe. But we don't know if he's going to give you 350 yards no more because last year he didn't do that. My baseline is getting me down the field. And we'll see. And moving we, the ball. We, we will see. A football field is 100 yards. The and man we, ended the game with 145. The defense had to get three interceptions and a fumble recovery. And we will see. For them to be at we, 16 we'll points. We'll see how it goes. You know what? For the first time points. in my life, I'm actually going to be rooting for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, I hope you actually have a pretty I don't good know game. what you're not getting. I get what you're saying. I get what you're, I get what you're saying. He didn't play really I'm well. I'm not asking him to be... I get. I, I am competent. Get me in the I field understand. goal. Range. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. He he only had 145 yards and moved the, the move didn't move the ball. Only reason why they won is because of the defense. I fully understand. I'm just saying I don't think it's that much of a difference between anybody that you can go get right now. And since there's not that much of a difference, there's not a purpose in doing it. Then don't do it. I'm just saying see what you have. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's gonna out here go ball in the next. If anybody years. knows what they have, it's the Jets. They will, and, they will, and we'll see. We will see. Hopefully, Zach Wilson does get it. I'm actually rooting for the boy now. Hopefully, he I'm, does well. I'm okay if he moves the ball. Again, if we watch this week against the Cowboys, which that defense, another storyline, looked amazing this this week um, against, again, a bad Giants team. Sorry, Trey. Um, if you're having me rank defenses right now, I'll probably have Cowboys 2, Niners 1, Jets 3 as the top three defenses in the league. Right yeah, now. Cowboys where? 2. In case Niners one and then Jets three. Okay. And I mean, I guess you could flip flop the Cowboys and the Niners, but I just think the Niners did it against a more formidable team, um, in terms of weapons wise, all of that. But um, that's who the the Zach Wilson led Jets have to contend with this week. That's it's a tough. That's a tall order, right? Which is why I'm saying just move the ball down the field. Keep give your defense some rest because you do have somebody susceptible to turnovers on the other side of the ball as well. Right? So he will make some mistakes potentially against this Jets defense. But I need you to give your defense a breather. It can't be consistent three and outs. There's a reason he got benched for do you even remember Streeter, the quarterback last year, something Streeter on Thursday night football? Because he couldn't move the ball down the field. It wasn't even an interception. Just couldn't move the ball down the field. Consistent three and outs. So, move the ball on the field, Zach. Get your team in the field goal range. Even if you guys win games 9-6, to six, we'll take it. You just got to give them something. Make sure you can put some drives together. Um, kind of out on Garrett Wilson, too. That shit kind of hurts. I don't like Garrett Wilson, though. Because I like him. He's a good guy. I mean, it's, it's tough for fantasy, mainly. Fantasy, I, mean, I, I think he's still going to be... It's tough. Do you, have you yeah, seen like, the like, splits with Zach Wilson before that touchdown catch last week? Awful. Uh, like I said, I think the price that you had, girl, Wilson, no matter what, he's going to be up flat this year. No matter what, because of the price. You got him at the, the third round. Some people were even taking him late second round. Sheesh. Um, yeah, you're not going to get that value back. But, I mean, I think, he gets, I think he can still manage to be a top 25 wide receiver. Still be an okay guy to start. He's still going to have his days. So, I mean, we'll see. I took him early second in a big money league. Um, That's unfortunate. Early second? Because I was on the turn and I wanted him. So I got him. But. He's something I was really high on, but I didn't like his price. So luckily I didn't take him anywhere. I just saw hella targets coming from Aaron Rodgers. I saw accuracy. I saw a receiver who could do things like what he did last Sunday. 
literally moved the ball out of the way of the defender and then went back and caught it himself. Let's say last Monday. No, like, it, it, he it does was, his special stuff. It was amazing, and I. But the splits with Zach Wilson are awful. If you can sell, sell. I know I won't be able to sell. Everybody in this league hates Zach Wilson. Um, so, just got to ride the highs and the lows with that one. And he plays a very tough Dallas defense. All I'm hoping for is Trevon Diggs to get ball happy, try to jump her up to get himself a pick. And Zach does have a big arm, so maybe. So his arm's capable. I mean, that's why, that's why I think you should kind of see what he got. If he had a floppy arm that doesn't do anything, Obviously, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's about it. I mean, we can do a little bit of Thursday night football coverage. Obviously, you have your Pittsburgh Steelers winning this Sunday. Um, I'm a little bit apprehensive. I'm probably going to stay away from the game, but you guys are favored to beat the Browns. I, I do think that we bounce back. I think we have a, a decent game. Um, it may it may be a low-scoring game on this one, but this one's going to be very iffy. I think we're just going to bounce back. I would try not to think about it from a bias standpoint. I probably would stay away from this game. I will be real. Me, personally, I'm definitely going to be hitting it, but that's just me. Uh, I can understand why you and maybe others wouldn't want to. Yeah, um, I'm a Jags fan. I got the Jags winning. A lot of people are hammering the Chiefs for this game. Um, if you're a smart buddy, you probably want to stay away from this one. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with that as well. If, if we're going to go off a of parlay, I probably wouldn't get involved in this game too much. Um, just because I think it's like I said, it's gonna be high scoring, but then three points, gonna be a fun game to watch. Really might just come down to who has the ball last. That kind of game is I kind of get a little nervous uh, betting on. So uh, I probably would stay away, but I do have those Chiefs taking this one. Yeah, I got the Jags again. Alt spread of minus three. Gave you all the alt spread last week. It hit. We're riding the Jags all the way this baby. Um, tonight, Minnesota in Philly. We got. Spread of minus six and a half. Do you think they cover? <coughs> um. Yeah, I think the Vikings team is concerning right now. I would be concerned as a Vikings fan. Um, they are flashy. You know, you got you got Jay Jettis. Jordan Addison looked really good. I'm really Jordan Addison is really climbing on my rankings as well. Um, and I do like Madison. Um, but that defense it doesn't look great. The O line don't look great. Kirk Cousins don't look great. TJ Hawkinson is a target monster. Yeah, he looks exactly. good. Um, I just don't know what to think of them. You know, they last year they, they started off the year so great. This year they just looked a little bit there. I'm worried about that defense over there. I just hasn't name, been good. Name one defensive player on that team right now. Did they re-sign Hunter, the linebacker? I think it was. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah, we, we don't we're having a question about this guy named Hunter. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Other than that, honestly, that might be – who does have that defense? Because they got rid of that, that linebacker. Smith. Yeah, they, they got, they, the guy yeah, that went to the play. Cowboys and the guy that went to the Chargers. Then they had somebody go to the Browns. There's a lot of – Pat Pete went to y'all. So, ah, man, I don't think I could name a single Anthony player. Barr, is he still there? No, he went to, he was, he's the one that went to the Cowboys. So, and then there was the other guy, he had like long hair, it looks like he wants to be Troy Polamalu. Is it Eric Kendricks? Uh, Eric Kendricks, he went over to the Chargers. So it's like, who's there? <laughs> I don't know. Bro. So because of that, I'm hitting Philly over. I think they cover the spread. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts has a bounce back week, even though he didn't look Over terrible. one and a half passing touchdown? Um, or do you prefer Price Fix's line of over two passing, rushing, and receiving touchdowns for Jalen Hurts? I, I kind of like the passing one. I think he gets two passing touchdowns this game. Yeah. I think those corners aren't going to do anything. I think A.J. Brown might even 
I think A.J. Brown's going to have his, his first touchdown. Uh, Smitty had one last week. I think he, even, he could get one this week. Um, I think that, I think the Eagles are going to go. You know, if you if you have Eagles players, except maybe Swift, Swift's a little iffy. Those are all good guys to take Try over. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with A.J. Brown over receiving yards. Devontae Smith over receiving yards. Devontae Smith is at 63 and a half. A.J. Brown's line is at 72 and a half. 72 and a half. But I still like it in this game. I would hit I would hit that over in this one. Um, I would even take where's Dallas Goddard at? I think he, he gets a, and a half, I think. Uh, and then it's um three and a half or four and a half receptions from Dallas Goddard. You know what you know what some, I actually kinda think that anytime touchdown. Dallas I do Goddard. like that, which I think I have that in something. I don't like I think he's gonna have a bounce back week. I, I think, think I have a price fix of like Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, anytime touchdown, no price. Because we kinda saw last year when there was a game that Devontae Smith had, I think. Literally zero targets, or maybe he had some targets, but just zero catches. And first game, first play of the game, the next one, Jalen Hurts focused on I think Smitty that entire drive. So I think that he does that with Gardner, um, at least to a certain extent. I think he's just going to try to make it a point to get him involved in the, in, in the offense. Yeah. So because of that, um, I don't know if I like the forty yards over, but I do think he might walk away with a little tidy this game. Him and AJ Brown, I think are going to get a tidy. I think Smitty might be left out this game, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking them to cover. Um, I've done a few odd spreads. I've taken the Eagles minus two and a half. I've taken the Eagles minus six and a half. I think I've taken the Eagles minus seven. Um, if Swift is at 18 and a half receiving yards, do you like that? I got him at 15 and a half. Um, 18 and a half seems a bit high, but I just don't know how much he's going to be involved, man. So what's a number that you like? You definitely like? If it was at... Ten and a half, you're like, yes. Yeah, if it was nine and a half receiving yards, I'd take it. If they had him at one and a half receptions, I'd take it. Um, they don't have those lines. Those are too easy. They have him at 35 rushing yards. If he gets eight carries uh, against this Minnesota defense, I think yeah. he might get there. Yeah, it just depends. Does he get eight carries? Which I think they have him at eight and a half carries on the on the night. Will he get that many? I don't know. Um, if he does get those carries, though, I mean, that's a... I want to say it's an easy over, but it's not being over. No, um, it's tough, man. Um, I am writing a lot of the Eagles players, though, their lines. Um, I think one parlay that I liked a lot that I cooked up was an alt game total of 50.5 under. The game won't go over 50 points. Um, Philadelphia money line, which is like minus 290. And then Kirk Cousins over one interception, um, which is like minus 110. Like, so he has two interceptions? No, just, just over one. Over a half interception, <clears throat> technically. Just okay. And I think I put 15 to win, like, $45 on that. Not bad. Not bad. I feel like if Minnesota loses in primetime, Kirk's probably throwing a pick. Uh, it is primetime, and, and that's another concern level. Away as well. So, um, and Philly's not an easy place to go and play. A lot of DBs um, out there. Tough defensive line, too. He's going to make a mistake. Um, but I have a lot of random, like, just combinations of lines on this game, just yeah. for the fun of it. After this, we should, we should definitely We'll look at it, yeah. Uh, I, I know I asked you to person hop on the cliff. Yeah, for the cliff, uh, so which we'll... is just for one week, because, boys, if you guys are in Florida, it's not gambling advice, it's not betting advice. But by earliest, I think September 18th, we get a book back. Also, speaking of this, remember last week when you said something about, what was his name? Anytime touchdown. Justin Ross, yeah. I want to say this. You were wrong. But that man did get that goal line work. I told you. He did get they, that goal they line They have a package for him in the goal line. 
Um, they brought him out there. Rasheed Rice got the pass, but you can even see like they that they wanted it. Like he had him on the bottom. He was the only yeah. receiver. It had a little fade thing going on. Um, That's not out of the realm of possibilities this week. Obviously, I don't want him to score this week. But they had a lot of rough um, wide receiver play last week. Might try to get him a little bit more involved. They might, they might want to see who's next man up because you know Tony's probably gonna be in the, the doghouse. Do you think he's gonna be easily forgiven? He's not gonna be in the doghouse. I think he <laughs> might be. I don't see Andy Reid as a doghouse type of guy. Um, but he put um, Pacheco in the doghouse last year. He put CH in the doghouse. A little house. bit for fumbling, but, like, I don't see fumbling, him. Fumbling, what's worse? I mean, okay, fumbling's worse, but you have three pretty much key drops when turning to a pick six. Yeah. I think if, if Andy don't, no, you know, if Andy Reid does have a doghouse, he likes to put people, he definitely will be in there. And if he's in there, um, I guess we'll see from Sky more. He had himself, I think, a couple drops as well. His weren't as easy as Tony's, but to me, they were still catchable. Yeah. My man looks short, too. Do you see that? They're all short. <clears throat> That's the thing. They're all short. Yeah. And Justin Ross is not. So get that boy involved. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, I'm a big buyer in tonight. Dallas Goddard, any time touchdown. I like that. Um, I'm a big Swift, anytime touchdown, too. Um, I'm taking Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns. Honestly, I like the over two all combined pass rush and receiving. That's on price picks. Look, I, I would I would have to see it because I, I'm worried that in this game, Jalen Hurts might be a little bit more on the efficient side, and if he's on the efficient side, sometimes these guys don't hit the overs. Um, but I honestly think this could be. I want to say it's a shootout, but I could see it being a high scoring game because that's what Minnesota can can possibly do. You know, they can definitely air it out. They have the receivers to air it out. The question is, can Kirk Cousins get him the ball? It will it be enough time, which I don't think it will be. Um, I think it definitely could be possibly an area that kind of game. So we'll see. They're going to be safe. Philly money line. Um, if you like alt spreads, you look at some of those minus four and a half, minus three and a half, um, minus <clears> two <throat> and a half. Those feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and on the Viking side of the ball, I, I like unders. I like under medicine rushing. Shout out Jordy on that one. He kind of gave me that line. Um, I like Addison over. It's at 41 and a half. I think he'll still be involved. I like Addison. Um, I do. Addison, I think it's three and a half receptions. I like that as well. I feel like he'll also get involved there. Hawkinson's an auto hit for his receptions as well. It's at four and a half. Hammering that. I feel like just to get the ball out quick, he'll probably target Hawkinson a lot more. I like his overpassing attempts, which I think was at 33 and a half for Kirk Cousins. Um, a little bit worried about Justin Jefferson's over yardage. I think it's at... 92 and a half or something like that, or 96 and a half. We'll see. It's just that, that secondary. Really They're going to blanket him. I almost wonder if Justin like, Jefferson's like that Cooper Cup, you know, like two years ago, where it's like you want to see here, and like obviously that was like a career high. I mean, it was a history kind of year, but I almost feel like you can never go wrong going over with him. He's only hit 96 and a half in like two of his last 10 games, or two of his last like. Fuck me, never mind. Um, 11 games. <laughs> I just I feel like every time I look at his line, he, he's always hitting over 100 I feel yards. like that, too, which is why I took his over, I think it was six and a half hundred-yard games for the year. But, like, that's the thing. The line said a six and a half. We play 17 games a year. Vegas knows something, you know what I mean? Why would it only be six and a half? We'll see. I, I, I sort of hate it. This is a tough secondary and a tough matchup, and if they're going to blanket someone, it's going to be him. I think that in this game, it probably would be safe to say with Justin Jefferson. I think Jordan Addison's a pretty good pick. I'm, I'm really, he's really, like I say, he's really climbing in my book. Yeah. Um, he actually 
before the season, I kind of liked him as the favorite, my favorite uh, rookie receiver, but, but he kind of fell down my charts personally because of the fact that he's always going to be a wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I think he's a good one to, to take over. Um, I would invest a lot, though, in the Eagles. I think those boys are going to have multiple guys hit their lines, uh, whereas the Vikings, we're, I think we're only going to be looking at maybe one or two of the guys over there. So I like the... Um, Kirk rushing yardage line too. He's probably gonna have to get away from that Eagles pass rush a couple times. He'll turn it up field for you. I think it's at three and a half. I do like that line. He'll be turning up field. Yeah, he'll get to. He'll get him. He'll get him a first down tonight. I feel like with his legs, I could trust that at least. Um, but it's Minnesota's night tonight, man. Any closing thoughts, sir? Go Steelers. Steelers back next week. I guess that's his closing thought. Um. My closing thought is I will run this back, this specific clip right here, when the Jags win next week. Um, nobody believed. We have a pickums. I would say nobody believed. We have a pickums where I'm pretty sure everybody in that group picks like Kansas people, City. People like the Jags. Oh, I think this was a lot closer than you think it is. And when we win, I'll rub it in. All right? This has been Teal and Steel, episode two, week two of the NFL. Thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully next week I sound a lot better. And I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace. You're over here dying the entire time.